Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Huzzah! We're back talking about some pretty awesome things to experience at Disney theme parks that are a little less well-known than Star Wars Land USA. But first, the travel news, including a jungle airplane hotel and the world's most immersive Batman-themed restaurant. Strap on your pith helmet and sharpen your machete. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society! Stay 42. We've been trekking through the jungle, searching for the fabled diamond mines of Solomon. But our guides abandoned us after only ten days, and we're as lost as the treasure we're hunting. It's been two weeks since we last saw Dave, who wandered off into the trees raving about joining a colony of apes. Presumably, he's become their king by now. The only thing keeping us sane is sharing stories of travel and adventure that we remember from before the expedition started. Before we start another round of travel news, I have one question. If you were lost in the jungles of Disney's Jungle Cruise Ride, which part of the jungle would you least want to be stuck in? The one that's full of snakes. Yeah, there's snakes and spiders, too. They have limited range of movement, though, so, you know. <laughs> That's true. Stay in the yeah. boat. I'm going to say that section where the, is it a rhino, is uh, performing colonoscopies on the on the locals. <laughs> it depends on which uh, position you are in the pole, on the pole, though. That's, if you're that's at the true. top. That's a good <laughs> The other guys are kind of in a human centipede situation there. <laughs> wow. Get to know your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, um, as much as I love uh, passing through the backside of water, um, that area <laughs> smells worse than Rapunzel's bathroom. So I don't <laughs> oh, I don't want to get stuck just constantly smelling that weird water. Plus hearing that awful joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I was thinking being the low man on the totem pole for the mm-hmm. yep. for the rhino. I don't mind the cave because it's mostly nice and quiet. And dark in there seems conducive. To- I so don't want to nap so. with snakes, though. Ugh. All right. Well, <laughs> sorry. I lost my notes for a second. <laughs> Somebody broke Dan again. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> All right. It's time for this week's travel news brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. It's time to head over to the theme parks desk. Jess, what's going on? All right. Well, Walt Disney World has unveiled a new uh, ticket option add on called the Water Parks and Sports Option. It's uh, an add-on that's going to allow you to visit one water park, uh, golf course, or a sports facility uh, per day of the ticket that you've got for your package or um, just regular park ticket. Um, So it'll be good for the water parks, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, the NBA experience at Disney Springs, and the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex, as well as the golf courses and mini golf courses. 
Um, it's going to be a, a flat rate of $70 per ticket, no matter how many days you get it for. So $70 if you use it once, $70 if you use it for all you know, days of your trip, five, seven, how many are there? How does this affect the inclusion of the free uh, round of go- mini golf and the entrance to ESPN on the uh, magical extras that you get for a package? Um, as far as I know, as far as I've seen, there is no sort of connection to that or, or overlap whatsoever. They're so just, it's just, it's just a separate add on that will operate on its own. So it's just a bonus. Yeah. For the people that love the sports, the sporty folk. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sports not one ball. of them. <laughs> I love sports ball, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of interesting that, that that is a relatively new experience that has only been around for a little while, and now it's being kind of thrown onto something like that. I know they're trying to drum up attention for it, so maybe that'll do it. We shall see. Well, I have a new festival that you guys, I think, should put on your bucket list. More I festivals. Can't- it's not at Epcot. It's in Japan. It's like called that. the Hadaka Matsuri, or otherwise known as the Naked Festival. Oh. But it's only for men. Oh. Sausage Fest. So, yeah, it happens every year in o- Okayama City. Pardon me if I have butchered that name. We always do. And about 10,000 or so men participate every year. They call it the Naked Festival, but actually they're not completely naked. They're wearing a Japanese loincloth called a fundashi. Oh, those look like the diapers? Yes, exactly. It's what the sumo wrestlers wear. Putting a pair the fun of white in socks. Fun yes. <laughs> so the, the men spend an hour or two running around the temple grounds preparing to purify themselves freezing cold water and then when they're done doing that they all cram into this main temple building and the, there is a photograph and it's just it's like have you seen the the photos of the the Japanese trains where they like just shoved as many people in as possible and there's no room oh, yeah. to move that's what this photo looked like looks like only it's all half naked men it's, wow it's a sight. and then what happens next there's more is, there's more there's it's really more. awkward so once they get them all in there they turn off the lights and then a priest throws 100 bundles of twigs and two lucky sticks into the crowd. And then it says, that's when the commotion begins. Packed in like sardines, start jostling with each other, trying to get one of the sticks. Trying to grab twigs and sticks. Trying to grab the sticks. Is this still in in the dark? And whoever can grab the sticks (laughs) is guaranteed a year of good fortune. That's all you get. That's all you get. Yeah. I'm assuming the bigger, thicker stick is more appealing than the twig, right? That is correct. Yes. Depends on how relaxed you are. That's the one they're all trying to get. (laughs) At first, I thought this was some kind of weird macho male bonding thing that you might see in Russia or something. But now I'm starting to see the ulterior motive. Right. Right. (laughs) It says the whole event, the, the, the jostling for the stick. Last about 30 minutes. I like a little stick jostling. (laughs) That's surprisingly a long time. Half an hour of (laughs) stick jostling. And the participants emerged. I'm good for two or three. (laughs) The participants emerged with cuts, bruises, and sprained joints. (laughs) (laughs) 
and they walk funny after two. Correct. Visitors come from all over Japan to participate in the Naked Festival every oh, year. Oh, I bet. That's a big draw. <laughs> Hadaka Matsuri. Put it on your list, guys. And I, I want to see video. Yeah. I'm there. Ooh, wow. Naked list. Ooh. Jess, you've always wanted to go to Japan. Yeah. yeah. You, should, you should put that in a, as part of your trip. That desire is waning a bit these days, but you know. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> oh, hey, look who's here. It's Jeff. Oh, hi there. Welcome, Jeff. I was a little late to the game with technical difficulties. My apologies. That happens. You got a story for us? Do I have a story? Yeah, I think you do. Well, I have a fun hotel or a weird hotel that I found. It is uh, in Costa Rica. It's the Hotel Costa Verde, which is a resort nestled in the Manuel Antonio National Park in Cuapas, Costa Rica. It has a lot of beautiful lodgings and everything with it, but the uh, thing that caught my eye was the Boeing 727 Fuselage Suite. Ooh, look it at is this. Uh, an entire suite that's the whole Boeing 727. It's uh, I've We'll put some a link up on the site, but it's the entire thing. It's covered in wood. It's beautiful inside, and it's a two-room, two-bedroom suite that's just gorgeous with all this handmade, uh, hand-carved wood features inside. And it's on a 50-foot platform up in the canopy of the trees, up above the rest of the thing. It kind of reminds me of the uh, airplane in Lost that they yes, found up in the trees. Be, uh-huh. This would be perfect. I'm not sure why this is there. They don't say in the article that I read, <laughs> but you have to get there by using a suspension bridge that goes over to a platform 50 feet up that has a 727 <laughs> perched on it. It's only $260 a night. It looks super cool. Yes. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Inside. Now yeah. I can finally live my dream of being an ill-fated drug smuggler that crashed into the trees. <laughs> That's right. Instead of just an ill-fated drug smuggler that lives in Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be completely down for this. And they have another thing that apparently the airplanes are kind of the theme at this. There's another, there's a restaurant that's made out of another airplane. And then they have some smaller um, suites, or I guess they're more traditional rooms that are like cockpit sized, which sounds really small. I like a bigger cockpit myself, but <laughs> the... You've been to Japan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so put that on your list. That is the Costa Verde Hotel in Costa Rica. Looks really cool. Very cool. So have y'all heard of the Vomit Comet? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what this is? is that That's the, another uh, bucket list. Uh, zero G. Yeah. The Zero G Fine. experience. Well, you too can have a ride on the Vomit Comet now. Mm. A company <laughs> called the Zero Gravity Corp. Based in... Oh, Excuse me. That was Siri thought I was asking about that. I don't want to vomit now. Yes. Please don't throw me out of plane. A company called the Zero G Gravity Corporation based in Las Vegas has released a 2020 flight schedule. So they're going to take their seven, their Boeing 20, 727 that they call G-Force 1. They're going to take it to 12 cities this year. It'll be flying to Atlanta. Austin, Texas, Houston, Texas, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, Orlando, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. And for the low, low price of $5,400 per person, never mind. (laughs) You can take a flight on the Zero G plane. It includes breakfast, lunch, professional photos, and they say about seven to eight minutes of weightlessness. 
So they want us a, to eat before we do this? Yeah, so what it says that what they serve <laughs> is that's a bad a, idea. Yeah, what they serve is a bagel. They say passengers are of advised to avoid drinking and greasy foods. The provided pre-flight meal is a bagel that is high in carbs, low in protein to, cur- to curtail seasick <laughs> or air sickness in the cabin. I mean, protein there's a reason why up. it's called the vomit comet, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to try that, but I'm right? afraid I would spew for sure. It looks incredible. And the, the, the parabolic flight that it does gives you weightlessness for about 30 seconds at a time. So it seems like this would be a really long flight if they're promising you eight minutes of weightlessness. Yeah, I wonder how how long in between arches or whatever where they give you the weightless thing. I wonder how long between till they do another. Before yeah, you only you, get you only get a little bit of time and yeah. basically in between seven or eight minutes is a lot of it's a lot of parabolas. Yeah, Ooh. they say they yeah. will, they will do the one that makes you completely weightless, and they will also do two separate parabolas that give you the feeling of both lunar gravity and Martian gravity. Lunar gravity is one sixth your weight and Martian gravity is one third your How much so that I feel like I've been sticking to my diet just (laughs) with the gravity up just a little bit. (laughs) You can also charter the plane for $55,000 and that gets you 12 seats. Oh, Or you can do a private zero G flight, which is $165,000. But that one they say makes the cabin so roomy that you can do flips and somersaults and (laughs) other tricks. They have some, some photos on their uh, website of Stephen Hawking doing their flight. Voluntary. I remember yeah. when he did that. That was a big deal for <laughs> yeah. him. That? I remember that. Yeah. Mm, yes. Feels amazing. <laughs> I'm going to barf. <laughs> <laughs> Someone getting the puke bag. I've, I have read about this before and I've always wanted to do it, but I never realized it was something that you actually could pay to try. It's I pretty think pricey though. Incredibly rich. Yeah. Even more incredibly rich before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're starting in... Atlanta on March 21st, and then they'll go all the way through the end of the year. Check it out if you got an extra 5500 bucks rattling around. Yeah, who doesn't? Right? What's, what's the Penn Jillette story? Oh, well, he did it once. He was on the plane with uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Oh. And his, just and, his beard floating around? Yeah. Well, no, it's even better because Billy Gibbons brought his guitar because he wanted to see what it was like to play electric guitar in outer space. So he had a guitar and an amp. Of and course. Penn Jillette. Penn wanted to recreate the scene from Barbarella where she's uh, taking off her clothes in zero gravity. <laughs> so there exists video of him uh, <laughs> stripping in zero gravity while Billy Gibbons plays guitar for him. That's amazing. I was hoping he would strip <laughs> Billy Gibbons while he plays guitar. Yeah, seductively there's, removing there's Billy limits. Gibbons' clothes. Wow. Anyway. Well, he's got legs. He but does he does. know how to use them? Unfortunately, no. no. <laughs> 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 Jess, rescue us. Tell us uh, so uh, this isn't a uh, theme park related item, but it is in the world of themed entertainment. Uh, it was just announced that the world's first Batman themed restaurant will be opening in London later this year. Yes. Ooh. Why so, did that take till now? Uh, yeah, it's, it's surprising. Warner Brothers revealed the first ever restaurant themed to Batman will premiere this spring, um, and it's going to be brought to the brought to you by Wonderland Restaurants Group. It's supposed to include Superman and other DC Comics characters, and will be called Park Row after a specific area of Gotham City. Oh. It'll be eighteen thousand square feet with three hundred and thirty seats, and it's going to offer an experience which is more like a dinner show than a, sort of a typical restaurant experience. 
Interesting. Yeah, you'll you'll come in through the back cave and then apparently <laughs> yeah, it's it's a basement venue so you'll come in through the back cave on the first floor and then go down and there will be three bars and five different dining environments um, that are themed to different characters. Oh. So yeah, you've got cool. stuff like Pen- Pennyworth's library uh, which will be serving British food. Uh, the old Gotham's Why? yeah, cuz it's Britain. <laughs> And they have it on hand. <laughs> they have a lot of it's British food there know. in London. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the old Gotham City speakeasy, uh, which Ooh. sounds, yeah, don't don't yeah. even tell me more. Uh, a Harley Quinn sushi area, which I'm not really oh, sure. Oh, I'd how love to eat Harley Quinn sushi. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on to uh, the Penguin's Iceberg Lounge. And uh, my favorite, the the fine dining room, the main dining area, will be the Monarch Theater, which is where Bruce and his parents saw a play before his parents got shot. So, do you get shot on the way out? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's your parting gift. Is that you know? part of the experience? <laughs> they lead you through Crime Alley and shoot you. Um, <laughs> and they're going to use pro- projection mapping effects um, on the walls. So, as we've seen with huh, the use cool. of that in parks lately, that could turn out to be pretty cool. Who uh, takes a shortcut called Crime Alley? Right. <laughs> Especially when you're fabulously wealthy. Yeah, let's take a really, our really good and shortcut. Go through <laughs> crime Alley. <laughs> it's you're telling me they couldn't get the chauffeur to pull up to the front of right. uh, a nope, We're going down Crime <laughs> Alley. Murder Row. <laughs> Make sure you pull your pearls out, hon. Make sure you show those off in Crime yeah. Alley. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so, he had uh, just given her that pearl necklace earlier that night. No. <laughs> Prices starting uh, for (laughs) prices for this uh, new experience will start at fifty eight dollars per person Uh, to dine in the Monarch Theater dining room. It will start at one hundred and fifty dollars. It's going to be a prefix menu. So sweet. That will be sounds cool. When is that opening? Uh, Possible spring opening. No official, but they keep posting things on Twitter with the hashtag spring and things like that. (laughs) Subtle. Yeah, is the is the wait staff in fun fun costumes or uh, which, I want, which yeah, I want each waiter to be a different like character and then, you know could have Mister Freeze and have him be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or they can all who... look like the generic henchmen from the old sixties version of the show. Mm-hmm. I was just, yeah. I was just wondering which iteration or which era of Batman they're gonna go with, like the swinging sixties groovy version or the moody <laughs> dark Batman. Tim Burton ones or the raspy. It'll probably life. be middle of the road Batman, not yeah. too dark, not too <laughs> middle light. of the road. Batman. Middle of the road Batman, you know, milk toast Batman. Use your onion rings. <laughs> not Christian Bale, laryngitis Batman. <laughs> I don't think you know they're going to have like while you're eating your lobster, a you know projection map animation of Batman like ripping people's throats out next to you. The city needs a man like you, <laughs> and I need a lozenge. <laughs> These aren't the chicken fingers you deserve, but they're the chicken fingers you need. <laughs> Would you like to hear about our specials? <laughs> that sounds amazing. Sign me up. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit on a past episode about some airplane etiquette. And there was a story all hmm. over social media and the even the mainstream news that made it to this week that I wanted to discuss. Uh, so there was a an incident that occurred on a, of course, United flight. I think, no, sorry, American Airlines flight a few weeks ago, where a passenger filmed herself because the passenger sitting behind her oh, yeah. was repeatedly punching her seat because I've she had that. reclined it. <laughs> yeah. So the story goes that she reclined her seats 
And the guy behind her, she says very rudely, asked her to put it back up so that he could eat. So she did. And when he was finished eating, she decided to recline her seat again. And this is when he starts, as she describes it, hammering away at the back of her seat. And if you watch the video, he is just sitting there repeatedly bouncing her seat. And yeah, I would have had to throat punch him. Yeah. Yeah. So she posts this on social media because the flight attendant actually came and threatened her and said that she was in the wrong and gave her a how they what do they call it a a passenger some kind of a pink slip yeah something like card. that she had she has a word for it it's going a passenger her- disturbance noticed <laughs> notice and threatened to have her escorted off the plane by authorities when they landed and so she was angry because this guy was obviously a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> so she posts it on social media and the 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 reaction has been kind of mixed. About half the people are on her side and the other half of the people are on his side saying that she's the jerk because she reclined her seat. Yeah. I'm on neither of their sides. They're both. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think they yeah. were both acting like jerks. She knew he didn't want her to recline her seat, but she did it anyway. And then and did she really need that extra three inches of reclining? Exactly. Well, the thing was, he was against the rear bulkhead, so he couldn't recline it all away from her. So when uh-huh. she reclined, it shoved his tray, tray table into his chest where he couldn't eat or lean forward to eat. Or breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I never recline in those normie I, seats. I don't either, mm. and I think it's rude. <laughs> but uh, But they both acted like children. Honestly, yeah. he yeah. didn't need to be repeatedly punching her seat. She knew he didn't want her to recline and she did it anyway. And and we don't know were. what happened before that video started rolling. Apparently, she had said a lot of nasty things mm, and he had too. So me. who knows? Yeah. He should not have ever been hitting her seat like that for sure. For no sure. matter what. Yeah. The interesting thing that I thought was that the uh, some of some airline CEOs uh, came out with some statements about their opinion of it. Uh, one of them was a CEO of Delta who said, you should always ask before you recline your seat. And if the person behind you doesn't want you to do it, then you shouldn't do it, even though you can. So I thought it was Maybe interesting. Maybe they should just make them stop being able to recline. I wish they would, honestly. And Unless this was it's a, like an overnight, you know, long haul flight or something yeah, where, this where it really like reclines a, and there's plenty of room. There's no need for it. It goes back about an inch. Yeah, this huh? was like, like a two hour flight, I think it said. I, I, I'm not sure why she needed that. I'm surprised hours. that they haven't figured out a way to not recline the seats and then fit in more seats. Like yep. it just seems like something they would have done by now. Right. So. Well, like in those normal, uh, you know, seats, even Delta Comfort level seats, my knee is not only touching the thing, but sometimes my knee is on the back of the chair. My feet doesn't even, don't even touch the floor because my knee is like so touching the thing. So if someone comes back an inch, I got nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I'm a larger person. You're very tall. I've never been. Tall and large. But I, and I'm short, and it still irritates me when somebody reclines into my lap. I don't. I think it's rude. Mm-hmm. But there you go. I just thought I would see what your what your thoughts were on which side of this you you thought was more in the wrong. I don't think we know enough. I think judging by the video, the guy's being a total jerk. But who knows what happened before or after? It totally. doesn't matter. It's never acceptable for what he did. Correct. Absolutely. I've got a slightly happier story out of an airport. 
Ooh, Yay. sounds good. <clears throat> this one's out of uh, Wisconsin, Mitchell uh, Internet, Mitchell International Airport in Milwaukee. <gasps> this is genius, and it's something I wish that we had at uh, Grand Rapids, Gerald R. Ford Airport. They're allowing you to check your coats at the airport, so yes. you're headed off for a nice sunny location in the wintertime. Yep. Uh, you can check your coat. It costs two dollars a day with a maximum of ten bucks. Ten bucks. And, yeah, to hold on to it. Totally for you. worth it. Yeah, in the airport instead of having to leave it in your car like I usually do, which is... I mean, I've <laughs> heard cold. that some people right. might put their coat in the overhead bin and forget it. Twice. And then <laughs> lose it twice. <laughs> I don't know who would do such a stupid thing, but, <laughs> you know. Hmm. I don't it's know why. Do. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I immediately had this vision in my head of like the Ferris Bueller's Day Off guys like stealing coats and then just going out to town <laughs> wearing everybody's yes. coats. <laughs> Got to get it back before they come back. <laughs> you find receipts in your pocket. <laughs> Who went yeah. dancing? It, it seems like people will hear this and start some third party places that you could check your coat at the airport. Man, I There's hope a lot so. of empty retail space, at least at our airport. A bunch of things have closed on the outside of security. Oh, yeah, the, that would be perfect. You don't perfect. need anything out there. That would be perfect. Check your coat. <laughs> yep. I could just see a guy with a Cadillac parked out in the loading zone with the trunk open like, eh, $1 a day. Just toss it in, man. I'll be here when you yeah. get back. Yeah, I mean, it, when I remember to leave my coat in the car, you still have to walk all the way back to your car. And here it could be possibly nine degrees walking mm. back to your car. It's a little cold. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. We don't need that so much here in the Alabama, but up there in South Can Canada, you guys need it. Yes. <laughs> I'm all for it. I think we need that at all. Midwest airports. Is that literally the first one in the country to do so? Yeah. That's yeah, what the are. article said. That's yeah. Crazy. What took them so long to figure this out? Right. <laughs> Coat check has been a thing for a very long time at restaurants. And whatnot. <laughs> right. You know, I'm, I rarely see that in restaurants anymore or uh, yeah. places. I, I wish more places did it. It's mostly yeah. the fancier restaurants that are still doing Maybe that. it's a liability issue. People worried about getting lice. Or people, well, I hadn't thought of that. Now you made it gross. <laughs> I was thinking that people Sorry. just complaining that, oh, this coat wasn't torn here before oh, I checked yeah, it with you. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Those yeah. kinds of things. Setting yourself up for liability. Yep. But great idea. Hope it works. Yes, and expands. Have you had another story? Nope. That was it for me this week. Oh, that was it for you? Okay. Um, let's, uh, real quick, give me a number from zero to four, Jess. Six. Oh, wait. Three. <laughs> you took it, though. <laughs> you have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. Heather, uh, zero, zero to nine. 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 Jeff, uh, zero, zero Three. to nine. Three. Three. Ninety-three. All right. Well, we're heading to... No, that's too dark. We won't go to Brazil in the Nazi graveyard. Oh! <laughs> no, thank you. Wait. <laughs> Normal uh, graveyard. As long as it's a graveyard, graveyard of Nazis. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Right. okay that's well, a happy place. <laughs> on a small island on a tributary of the River Jerry stands a nine-foot-high wooden cross uh, with an unusual decoration. Marked on the cross are the words, Joseph Greiner died here in 1936, and above that, a swastika. Uh, it was a Nazi soldier that arrived there in 1935, which is a little considered dates and history and stuff. Hmm. Apparently missed um, all yeah, the Yeah, he, he missed the whole... <laughs> yeah, he fled. <laughs> he was, well, no, he was, he was sent there with um, a fellow scientist, an SS officer, 
they were there to evaluate the areas, uh, see if they could make a good colony for the Third Reich. Oh, in uh, Brazil. So huh. Yeah, they decided that the area offered outstanding possibilities for exploitation for the Nazi race. Uh, obviously, the colonization Oof. of <laughs> Brazil never well, took place. I told you it was a little dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all that's left today is this weird, uh, weird. I don't think there. this is going to be on my bucket list. Yeah, no. It's on his bucket list, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is his bucket list. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so that was fun. Take that, that was, Nazis. Aren't you, aren't, you, aren't you glad we went there? <laughs> I, I sure yeah. am. It's not I found again. another fun location. It's the uh, Icelandic Phallological Museum that's uh or what now? colloquially called the Penis Museum. Mm. Yeah, oh, I thought like you were a going phallus there. museum. I like yes. it. That's what I call yeah. my well, underwear. <laughs> this is probably the only museum in the world to contain a collection of phallic specimens belonging to all the various types of mammals found in a single country. So it's every, wow. every mammal found Waka? in Iceland they have the penis oh, of on display here. Interesting. Huh. Weird. And if you would like to uh, donate to it, you become a member. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> lifetime, <laughs> lifetime entry to the... To if the you video. donate your penis. <laughs> so you can visit your, oh, <laughs> visit your lost friend. <laughs> I'm going to give a dollar. Wait, what? <laughs> Do, are there, have, are there... There's some amazing pictures. We can share oh, the uh, link to fantastic. it on the site. But there are uh, all sorts of real and uh, simulated penises. <laughs> What's your favorite one, Jeff? Those are called... I like the whale mind. penis. <laughs> You would. Everybody that knows me knows. You don't. I've always been a bit of a size queen. Wow. Should we ask it? Never mind. You really want to keep going? <laughs> you want to get I that explicit every- tag on there? You want to get that E? <laughs> I won't ask everybody what the Warning. Yeah. You got to know when to hold them and fold them. All right. That's enough of that. That's what she said. <laughs> Okay, well. Um, and on that note, I think that's it I for thought that was news. more fun than Nazi Green. <laughs> yes. It, it was oh, a palate so cleanser for sure. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. a chaser that we got we that all bad needed. taste out of our mouth, right? <laughs> that is what well, she said. It introduced an all new one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I guess that's a sperm whale. <laughs> What other kind would it be? (laughs) Well, if you're still out there, stick around after the commercial. We're going to be talking about some of the awesome things you can do at the Disney resorts that don't involve theme park attractions. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the world travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. 
Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks for sticking around. Let's get back to the show now. After 50 days, we finally imagined from the jungle to see a group of tiki heads spraying mist with a fleet of flying carpets spinning in circles in the background. Apparently, we should have taken that left turn at Puerto Ayacucho. Well, while we're here, we might as well talk about some of the hidden attractions we found while wandering off the beaten track in the Disney parks. Does anybody have a favorite they want to start with? I've got a pretty neat one. Uh, There's all kinds of tours that you can take at, well, Disney World. There we go. This one sounds pretty awesome, though. Do you know that you can go for a Segway tour at Fort Wilderness at the campgrounds? What? That sounds fun. Yeah, you can you can uh, you can go for it's a two hour two hour tour. First, you get thirty minutes of instruction and practice time, and then they uh, set you loose on these segways, and you can explore the the trails and stuff around the campgrounds. Didn't they used to do something like that at Epcot as well? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and some dummy ran into some other dummy. Of course. (laughs) I think think it were a couple of injuries where they hit the people. Epcot's too crowded for that now. It seems like a much better idea at Fort Wilderness. (laughs) Do you you guys know how the the creator of the Segway passed away? (laughs) Dean Kane? No, no, the (laughs) creator. No, he he drove a Segway off a cliff. Yeah, he went right off a cliff. But did he kill himself? Yeah, well, not on purpose, but he died. Oh, oh, no, that's Not on on purpose. (laughs) I think it was like a malfunction, too, with uh, the thing didn't. I mean, there's no cliffs at at Fort Wilderness, so I think it probably. That is kind of hilarious, except for the. Falling to his death part. <laughs> yeah. It's ironic. Yeah. Don't you think? A little too ironic. It's Kamen. ironic that's like rain Not on Dean your Kamen. wedding day. Dean Kamen. Yeah. I, that's yeah. why I couldn't understand. Yeah, I was like, Superman? Yeah. <laughs> Dean Kamen. Kamen. Like, wow. yeah. Superman made the segue and he's yeah. dead? <laughs> he really was a national Died treasure. right after riding one of his scooters off a cliff and into a river near his Yorkshire estate. Oh, my God. Gosh, so awful. just stay on the path Why and you'll be all laughing? right. You know? It's not yeah. the, marked, the marked path. Yeah, Have you guys um, ever ridden one? Yes. Yeah. No. It's terrifying. No, I've it's always wanted to. It's, it's, it's not as easy as it looks no. <laughs> at all. It doesn't even look easy. It's, it's like that, those hoverboards they, that, they, that you keep seeing in like America's Funniest Home Videos where people just basically trash themselves yeah. in the house. Plant. It just has a handle on the top. It's like that doesn't help yeah but in fact the only time i've ridden one was at an event that D- dean Kamen was speaking at and he brought them it was at was he dressed world. as superman yeah, no. <laughs> he's dressed as lois uh i i used to work for a, a trade industry uh group for that was a, a, in robotics and he came to speak at one of our events and uh he had some with him and it was back when they first came out and he let us try them and it's it's not easy at all. So you definitely would need that 30 minute instruction time and don't write it near a cliff. Apparently <laughs> that's key. That's yeah. kind of <laughs> basic to think I shouldn't ride this next to a cliff, right? <laughs> With a river beneath it. But I Seems. invented this. So let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I want to do um, that at Fort wilderness. What's that cost? Yeah, yeah it's available at Fort wilderness. It's adults only. Sorry, kids. But you can't be trusted not to drive off the cliff. Right. Uh, it's uh, 90 bucks for Into the Bay two Lake. hour experience. <laughs> That's not too bad. Huh. 
doing that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. How about Wild Africa Trek? Have any of you guys ever done that at the Animal no, Kingdom? No, I'd love to. Oh, I want to, yeah. fantastic. It's a little pricey. It's $189 per person for the three-hour tour. It's a, a three-hour three tour, hour you guys. Tour. <laughs> That's ominous. Yeah, but it's basically a backstage tour of the savannas at the Animal Kingdom. So you start back near the safari. And did you do this one? I did do this one with my family. And you they you gear up, you put on a safari vest with your they give you a water bottle that clips to your vest and everything you're wearing, like if you have glasses, if you have a camera, they give you a little carabiner style clip and you have to clip it to your vest. Because one of the first things that you do is you you go on this path back into the savannas and you go over a rope bridge over the crocodile encounter enclosure. Nice. It's a very oh. rickety looking So they don't bridge. want your glasses falling into the crocodile's exactly. mouth? Exactly. And they, they have a photographer who follows you the whole time and takes photos of you. And after you're, after the rope bridge, you get to feed the hippos. You don't get What if you're carrying an old timey clock? I don't think they would let you Is that you do okay that. to fall into the croc's mouth? <laughs> so the crocodile can eat it and become the TikTok croc. <laughs> and then after you do what, all what of What do you so feed to the hippos? They feed Whatever them they want. Um, le- mostly lettuce, but their favorite treat is watermelon. So, yeah, they you walk out and you're kind of up on a little cliff above the hippos. You don't get very close to them. And they have this bucket that has the treats in it. And they start banging on the side of the bucket to let the hippos know that you're there. And they all just kind of come swimming over and they start tossing the stuff out to them. So That's how my wife feeds me as, dinner. <laughs> yep. From it's a about as close you. as you can get to the hippos. It's not super, still not super close because, you know, they're kind of dangerous. But They're the most dangerous. Yeah, yeah but it's really they're, cool. They're and then deceptively they you, fast. Yes. Then they put you in a private uh, safari Jeep and take you out into the savannah and do a little private tour of the safari. And you stop at this overlook that's in the sort of in the middle. You've probably seen it if you've done the safari. And they, they you stop there for either a snack or lunch, depending on what time of day you're doing the tour. And it's served, fun fact, in a tiffin, which is a little traditional metal African metal lunch bin. Like a lunchbox. Like a bento box. Were yeah. you disappointed when they had built it as lunch from Tiffin's? And- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I will say that the lunch was very upscale. It was things like salmon mousse and... Oh, I bet your youngest loved that. Oh, yeah. He ended up, they, the, the alternative for kids who don't who won't eat the fancy stuff is an Uncrustable and some goldfish crackers. That's his go-to right up his anyway. alley. Yes, which is his normal meal anyway, so it was fine. <laughs> and then at the end, they give you all the photos that they took. On a, They give you a special photo pass card, and you can go download them. And it's a, it's, it's a really great tour. It was a lot of fun. What time of year did you do that? Was that at Christmas time? It was at Christmas time, yeah. So it wasn't super so it hot. It wasn't that hot. It seems yeah. like August mm. would be a really bad time to be out there. Yeah. It will, and it would be hot because when, when you're uh, all geared up to go on the rope bridge, you're wearing a, a vest, and yeah, mm-hmm. ugh, that would be yeah. Animal Kingdom's already like 10 degrees hotter than the rest of the resort. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all those berms that blocks all the wind. It's shady, so that's, that's something, but it is moist there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super. <laughs> 
Another fun thing that has to do with Animal Kingdom, and this is at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Have you ever gone and done the night vision goggles viewing of the animals? No. I love that. It's so cool. Yeah, and anybody can do it. Um, you just, there's, they usually, it's a little tricky to find where they're doing it. Uh, we stopped and asked the concierge and they pointed it out and they give you a pair of night vision goggles and you scan the savannah for any animals that might be. Yeah, you see some cool stuff. They're very yeah. lively at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good way to do that without the expense of staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge is to go eat at Boma. And then when you're done with dinner, you can walk out there and. That's a great idea. Leave. Yeah. Have you guys ever taken any of the carriage rides at the resorts? I have not, but I've always wanted to do that. So it's great for uh, a really romantic kind of add on. Um, They do them at um, Disney's Fort Wilderness and uh, Port Orleans. um, Those are the ones I've seen at that at Port Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones look like they'd be a nice and then they it's do a good location for that. Yeah, the horse drawn. They are so yeah, they're horse drawn carriages. Um, it's twenty five minute ride, and both of it is it's fifty five dollars for each ride. And then they do a special holiday one too around Christmas, where it's all decked out and a uh, twenty five minute ride for eighty four dollars because it's Christmas, you know. Right, <laughs> a little bit extra. Take it up you a gotta, little bit. You got to pay for those jingle bells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the carriages fit um, up to four adults or two adults and three small children. So you can fit like a full family on them. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. How much did you say was the regular not holiday one? $55 for a 25 minute ride. Huh. That's not bad. No, that's not bad. No. I always wanted to do that in New York, too. I've never done that either. I don't think I've actually done a carriage ride anywhere. Now that I'm thinking. I've done it in New I York. Bet. I bet you it's cheaper at Walt Disney World than in New York. Yeah, yeah. probably is. Probably. I've never it priced it. You could yeah. do that in downtown Grand Rapids. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's pretty much comparable in price there. Too, yeah. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I did one of those backstage tours. When, well, I've done a couple, but the one that uh, is the easiest to do and it's kind of short is the behind the seeds tour. So if you've ever been on the Living with the Land uh, attraction, you know, as you're going through, sometimes you see people walking around out there in a group. You're like, hey, why do they get to hold that watermelon? And I'm just over here on this dumb boat. I want to hold the watermelon. <laughs> well, you can. It's called Behind the Seeds Tour. It's only 25 bucks. It lasts oh, about an great. hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half. It's short, not a big commitment. And uh, anyone can do it. Kids of any age are welcome. Well, I guess, you know, kids within reasonable age. Kids uh, who it, aren't going to cool. throw they the watermelon you, at the boat as it's passing. That's right. <laughs> they show you all the hydroponic setup and how they grow everything. There's a lot more going on behind the actual seeds there than you think. There really is a lot more going on than what you can see from the boat when you're doing the ride. I highly recommend that. It was. Uh, I would that's do it again. That's what I've always wanted was, to do, yeah. 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 Well, get your butt down there and do it. I love living with the Fine. land. Um Dan and I actually rope dropped living with the land. That's <laughs> nice. how much we love it. We rope dropped. I, we I do not regret that decision. That. <laughs> I, the look on the cast members' faces as he and Zach and I walked up and we were like ready just as they're opening it. And they're like, you guys know this isn't Soren, right? Like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Let's go. This is where we were planning to go. Had a whole yeah. boat to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that, that walking tour is $25 for adults and 20 for children. That's yeah, really it's always price. been on my list. I need to do that next time I go. The other one that's always been on my list is the one that you did, Jeff, that that was a really extensive backstage 
Did you sure, say expensive? Yes. Is it, is. it is also expensive? <laughs> it is. It was that one is the backstage magic tour. And that is a time and money commitment. It's eight hours. And oh, wow. I think you have to be 16 and up to do it because they don't want to ruin the magic for children. Um, but it's like the Keys to the Kingdom tour, if any of you have done that. It's like mm-hmm. that on steroids. You go to all four parks. Typically, they start in Epcot. You meet at the um, near the front gate and get registered and everything. And then they take you a little behind the uh, backstage area to get on a motor coach and drive you all the way around the back loop of Epcot to the American Experience Pavilion and go in the back door there and you're underneath the stage for the whatever the animatronic show is there and they show you all Mm -hmm. the the inner workings of how they do it and they have a guy that's controlling it that raises and lowers the stage and shows you. Yeah, that scene switch thing is amazing. It, It is so, so cool. And when I was doing it, they happened to be working on or swapping out the head of Mark Twain. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I was standing there and I, I was like, is that Mark Twain's head? You know, as one says in the middle of a conversation, and the lady was like, sure, you want to hold it? I'm like, yes, oh, I do. Yes, they would not let please. me. They would not let, you know, there's no backstage pictures back there, which oh. is a shame. But I stood there and held Mark Twain's That's head. That's so cool. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, uh. That mechanism itself there, how they raise and lower, there's, you know, all those different set pieces just come rising up out of the stage and some of them rise up and then something happens in front and it's the turntable that turns it around. Amazing technology there. Hmm, cool. So we did that. We went to uh, Central Shops, which is back behind the Magic Kingdom, and that's where they make all the weird stuff, like everything, for, you know, you don't know what you're going to see back there. When I was there, they were working on the ride vehicles for Splash. So they had a lot of those. They were putting in new seat cushions and or whatever, working on those and painting them. And then they, trash cans are made there. So that's just a big <laughs> piece of metal that goes blink over a form and next. So they make oh, cool. all the signage and Weird. trash cans and ride. I didn't realize they made the, the trash cans on site. Mm. Yeah. All <laughs> the cool. stuff that is basic and not like super imagineered with a lot of uh, electronics and things are, are made there. Huh. That's what. Have you ever seen the stickers or old signs that say Mapo on them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that. That's what that company was like. They started that company to make all of the signs and all that oh, kind of cool. stuff, chairs and benches and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. All the stuff you may or may not see in there, and a lot of it they had roped off too. Like when you tour Imagineering, they don't want you to see certain things, but they're in always in there working on something. And then you go over across the street from that was. Uh, the holiday storage, which sounds oh great, a warehouse storage. <laughs> but this is where they store every piece of decoration and oh, show set pieces for every holiday there. It's a massive building, like many football fields. And then I, I'm a geek for logistics and how stuff like that works, but they have everything is super coded to where if you, they were saying name anything and we can find it. And so we would say like, you know, the wreath that goes on the third uh, pole at Main Street in Magic Kingdom, and they can go, boop, that's on aisle four. Wow. You know, right here. Wow. And take that's you right cool. To it. It's amazing how well uh, recorded and documented all that stuff is. Uh, what else? Do we, can't remember. Oh, we went backstage uh, at the Tower of Terror. I think they changed this from time to time and updated. It's been many years since I did it. Uh, but uh, you always get a lunch included. 
Uh, now they're currently doing lunch at Tiffin's, not out of a Tiffin, but at the restaurant called <laughs> Actual Tiffin's. Actual Tiffin's restaurant. Yeah. Ooh, and nice. when I did it, they uh, we toured the parade building for the Animal Kingdom parade, which is no longer there. So now you see all the storage and how the rivers of light uh, oh, yeah. floats and everything works. So they take you back there and show you how they float those things out and. I would highly recommend this. It's two hundred and seventy-five bucks a person. It's Didn't about you get eight to hours. See the Utilidors too under yeah. the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, at Magic Kingdom they take you in the Utilidors and a few places. I can't remember what all we did. I'm I get confused between that one and Keys to the Kingdom, but definitely the yeah. Utilidors. And then oh. I'm fascinated with this. Was they showed you how the garbage collection works, oh, and it's cool. it's like those yeah. bank tubes, whatever that's called, oh, yeah. the vacuum yeah. tubes. So yeah, they load all the garbage into these round capsules. It sends it like <laughs> a mile out, where it just drops into a facility, and the, just the green stuff outside. is separated from the plastic <laughs> stuff is separated from this, and so they compost. There's many, many people that work out there in a place where all the garbage just goes boop out of a tube and i don't know why i just had a vision of a tube going all the way to the universal parking lot and just dumping it all the extra. <laughs> yeah. it dumps yes. into the it dumps into the shamu exhibit at SeaWorld and that's oh. deal with that harry potter <laughs> so that one's pretty expensive but yeah, it's, I, it's I, eight hours and 275 bucks but if you do a uh, uh there are discounts you can do there's annual pass discounts there's some triple a discounts there's a few different discounts that you can get that took quite a bit off of there but it's it's still expensive i think i can top that one though okay i think i have a tour that's a little bit even pricier than that have y'all heard of the ultimate world of dreams tour oh yeah yes. Yes. anything Create and everything your own adventure. this one well, is again somewhat. yes walt disney world <laughs> it costs twelve thousand dollars <laughs> But it's for 12 hours. So really, it's only $1,000 an hour. When you look at it that way, it's pretty much of a bargain, right? And that's not per person, right? <laughs> that that's is not per person. Up to some amount. Up to six yeah. guests can do it. Uh, yes. So this one is billed as basically you can ask for just about anything that you would want. Backstage access, you ask for it. They, they're not guaranteeing that they will let you do it, but you can. Give them You're your ultimate list. Yeah. <laughs> so you give them your ultimate list of wherever you want to go. It always includes a tour of the Cinderella Castle Dream Suite. I don't which know is why something that's such that a big deal for everybody. Everybody really wants to see that. Yeah. Because you can't go grand, there. I better be sleeping in there. Right. In yeah. <laughs> uh, it also includes private transportation, all meals, and all meals, they mean you can request any restaurant on property and it they will get you a table there. Mm. So that's pretty cool. And then they say it's it's fully customizable. So if you want to see, if you're really interested in logistics like Jeff is, you can tell them that and they will take you and show you uh, uh, the inner workings of restaurants and mm -hmm. rides and their laundry facility and their floral facility, any stuff like that. If you're really into Imagineering, you tell them, that's that's what you're interested in, and they'll customize the tour so that you can see all of the how the attractions work and things like that. Do I have think, never talked to anyone who's done this tour, uh, but 
That was my next question. Yeah. Do we seems... think you can go through Haunted Mansion on foot and see it maybe with lights on or see how they work? You can. I you, don't think so. You can ask. I mean, it, it all depends I mean, on when you, it's you a can 12. Ask for anything. Yeah, it's 12 hours. So theoretically, something like that, you'd have to start before the park opens. Yeah. So the things um, that I would want to do on that and, and for that kind of money aren't yeah. things they probably would let me do. Like, <laughs> I'm like, let me be one of the, you know, one of the Character. imperial forces on Rise of the Resistance. Oh. They get some oh. mess with yeah. people before they get on. That or, would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, let me. Wait a second. Sorry. <laughs> Dan's excited. <laughs> I think we just found a way to get a in-room massage from the character of your choice, right? <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. think you want a massage from those guys. We have talked about that before. Yes. Yeah, but when that when that massage oil mixes with the fur, that's no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I I mean the fur on my back, not on the. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like, let me dress up as Mickey and like. Do Mickey meet and greets or something. I, don't I do don't stuff know. that nobody I feeling, can do. Yeah, I have a feeling yeah. that that's going to be a no. Yeah. yeah. Too many liability issues. Yeah. A boy can dream. I think I saw somewhere that they have I don't know. A, I'm gonna actually have up. a list of specific things you can choose yeah. from. I'm going to sign up for this tour and, and ask if I if we can go through the Haunted Mansion with the lights on. Are I, I, y'all I have in? to do that <laughs> I'd lose my mind yeah. if I got to do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. You have to eject me from the parks I'd, I'd no longer be welcome after the tour probably <laughs> sir put your clothes back on and leave <laughs> i didn't quite mean like that but <laughs> sir get off the bride <laughs> oh, you, oh you said eject oh <laughs> <laughs> so twelve thousand dollars twelve thousand dollars yeah it's a steal Disneyland has a $12,000 experience as well. It doesn't, uh, it, it's not a 12 hour thing. It's 21, uh, 21 Royal. Have you guys heard of this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the restaurant. Yeah, it's, it used to be the dream suite that is above, um, above Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, next to Club 33 there. Mm-hmm. It used to be a suite and they turned it into a dining experience. And it's $12,000 for 12 guests. And your guests all arrive. You you meet at the Grand Californian Hotel. And then they escort you to New Orleans Square uh, via a backstage route, it says, where your guests are greeted with signature cocktails served by professional butlers on a private patio. I love to be buttled. Right? (laughs) And then your dinner is a multi-course gourmet affair served on gold-plated china. That's important to me. Yes, very important. (laughs) Paired with wine and cocktails. And then they serve dessert on the balcony overlooking the rivers of America. So on some nights you might catch phantasmic. Do they allow you to pelt the common folk with rocks and garbage while you're out I mean, there? I on would the hope so. For thousand dollars per person, yeah. you should be able to, yeah, throw your empty lobster tail shells <laughs> off the balcony. I can't imagine what a thousand dollar a plate meal tastes like. Like what? What it's, does that mean? It's surprisingly it's a lot small. Like a hundred and twenty-five dollar meal. Yeah, right, yeah. It probably does. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's just but where it's, it is, and but it's served yeah. on gold-plated china by private butlers. That's Do I right. get to take the gold-plated china home? I don't think so. No, and I'm <laughs> I'm only doing this if the butlers are wearing the giant Mickey gloves. So this is <laughs> so right near or attached to Club Thirty Three, right? 
Do yes. you also get to go in there or it is it all completely separate entrances? It is completely separate from Club 33. Although when I was reading the description of some of the places outdoors that they do some of the serving, that seems to be connected to the Club 33 patios. Oh, yeah. They're all kind of, that whole area is all kind of connected. But it does have a separate yeah, it, it does have a separate entrance. The entrance to 21 Royal is right above Pirates. And I would rather do the $12,000 backstage day of amazement at Disney World. I, I think, think so, too. I just can never, I can't quantify food experiences costing that much. $12,000 is a bit It's much. literally going to yeah. turn to poop in memories. And I have, <laughs> I've paid, you know, $250 a person for Victoria and Albert's. And that I was, don't want to do that, that was either. fantastic, but $1,000 a person. I, just, I don't know. Is there a dress it's, code for this 21 Royal? It doesn't say that there's a dress code. And it, I might be a, down for that because yeah. I hate when they make me it's dress It's a up. private event, so it's just you and your friends. You probably don't even need pants. Don't don't quote me on that though. You don't have really unlimited white pants. claw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure they could get white claw in for you if you really wanted it. I just have to also say that uh, poop and memories was the t- theme for my senior prom. Excellent. Good to know. Thank you. Were you on the decorating committee for that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was real easy, too. (laughs) I think those two things are the most expensive off the beaten track things that I could find. Yeah, that's those are definitely (laughs) up there. You know what I wish they still had? I never did. I don't know if any of the three of you have done it, but that Richard Petty driving experience they used to do. Oh, yeah. I I didn't, but I didn't, but um, some members of my family had done that. I didn't go because NASCAR is not interesting to me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Well, I want to watch it, but if I can drive a hundred miles an hour or ride, yeah, I would love to do that. I never watched NASCAR, but towards the end they had um, an exotic car driving experience, so it wasn't a NASCAR. Yeah, car. You could drive a Porsche or yeah, a Ferrari. I would totally do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they turned that into parking lot. After I was going to say it that is was a parking, parking lot, lot edition <laughs> yeah. rolled yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They could still throw some Ferraris out there in the in the parking lot. Let you drive around. <laughs> Charge you. What was it? Uh, do, do any of you remember how much it costs? I think it was a few hundred dollars. Yeah. It was yeah. something in the like 200, 250 range, yeah. I think. Depending. Yeah. Right. They did that for a while at the uh, at Talladega Raceway near me here. And I don't know if they still do it. Well, it's the popularity has waned ever since uh, an instructor was killed during one oh, of the drives. Yeah. That is a well, way to bring us down, Jess. It's just it's the reason why you don't see him as much anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When people die on your attraction, it makes it less appealing. Oh, definitely. Yes. I mean, it's a small world has never recovered. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a terrible way to go. <laughs> Have you got any less expensive <laughs> beaten track things you want to mention? Yeah, I've got a couple, a uh, couple more food-related things. Both mm. back to Animal Kingdom Lodge um, at Jico at Animal Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, they offer a wine tasting that you can go. It's during during the day before the dinner service, and you go in, and they. Uh, let you taste various South African wines um, and uh, 
they, they have a cheese pairing to go with them. And they, they tell you about, um, it's not just like shoving the wine at you. They, t- they tell you, about, <laughs> Drink they, up, they, t- they tell you about South Africa's geography and the different places that the wines come from and everything. Um, yeah, that's and cool. so, and then you can also take a culinary tour that, uh, the, the wine tasting you have to pay for, I don't see a price listed on it. Uh, you have to reserve it, uh, like a dining reservation, um, and then they also offer a culinary tour that uh, starts at, uh, let's see, you go to the wait stand. Oh, at um, Animal Kingdom? Animal yeah. Kingdom Lodge. Animal yeah, Kingdom I did Lodge. that one time. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, about that. It's free. You just yes, go there this one's a certain free. time every day. They do it. Oh, you yeah, get to see the kitchens? 4.15 daily. You don't get to go in the kitchen, but they take you in. The, the reason I knew the wine tasting exhibit, or uh experience happened is because they were doing that while we went into Jico, but they take you in each place and describe the food and what went into it and the history behind it. And Oh, cool. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool and it's free. It's definitely something worth doing. It's maybe 20, 30 minutes long. Yeah. They talk about like the cultural stuff with mm-hmm. the food and everything. So, and it's like, of course, with everything, Disney, Everything in that restaurant means something. Like everything is a symbol of that. And this is actually represents a stack of these pots found in. <laughs> it's crazy. There's nothing that's uh, accidental in the design of any of those things. And then they let us taste those zebra domes. There may be some other things, but I definitely remember the the zebra dome tasting was was part of it. You re, you y'all know those a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little what is that? Coconut. Or, oh. It's a little alcoholic chocolate and it's hard to yeah, describe. Yeah, it's striped white and brown yeah. chocolate. And then, yeah, it's filled with some kind of little Liqueur. alcohol stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love things like that. The Disneyland Hotel has a little tour like that you can do. I think they do it every day and sometime in the afternoon. They just take you on a tour and talk about the history of it and uh I think All Grand Californian the, has one like that too. That they, it's kind of an architectural tour. Yeah, I would think that the one hotel. would be good architecture. I love that kind of thing because I get tired of the parks, and yeah. I can only drink so many hours a day. So I got to <laughs> find something to do with my time. We did on our most recent Christmas trip. We did the Christmas tree t- trail at Disney Springs that oh, they had yeah. there during the holidays. It starts. Did they let you cut them down? Yeah, and take it home. Yeah, yeah, no. cool. It start. It's this is also free. It starts in early November and it goes all the way through early January. And there's over twenty trees, and they're all decorated with some different Disney theme, movies, attractions, characters. It's kind of got like a sort of a European Christmas market feel because they're they're playing music. There's fake snow. There's a couple of stalls where you can buy some. Hot mulled wine. Where are the trees that you're looking at? All around Disney Springs or in stores or outside? No, it's all in one area. It's located in the marketplace side of Disney Springs near the void. Hmm. And they're all, it's all in one contained area. And it's kind of like a, it's a trail that you, you follow this trail and the trees are all set up all near each other. Um, One of my favorites was the Haunted Mansion tree. It was very cool. Had Madame Leota's head on top. Just gushing blood. Um, they had like a yeah. They had like a one tree that was all Disney cats, and one tree that was all Disney dogs, and the Toy Story tree, and the Star Wars tree. 
it was really, really packed and busy the night that we went. So it's, it's probably a little more enjoyable on one of the, maybe during the week instead of on the weekend when there's a lot of locals. But, uh, but it was really cool. That's the great thing about that. To the, oh, go ahead. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say a great thing about that that they do at the same time with um, is the Santa meet and greets that you can mm-hmm. do nearby. Yep. And the best thing about meeting Santa in Disney Springs is they give you a pager or they, they text you. So you basically don't have to stand in line. You're not standing in line. That's yeah. Because nice. they want you to go shopping. Because then you might not be spending money in those stores. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But you could you could check in and go see the trees, and then they let you know when it's time to see Santa. Which after standing in line at the Magic Kingdom to see Santa this year Oof. for what turned out to be I think about forty five minutes total. After they mm. told us it would be like ten minutes, I'm Yikes. I'm not doing that again. So. Was that <laughs> was that at a party or was that just? Um, no, it was it was a night of the party, but we it was about three, two or three in the afternoon. So it was before the party started. Yeah. And the line was small, but they Santa is encouraged to spend a lot of time with each person. Mm. And yeah, so magical, each, magic kingdom yeah, Santa. Each, each time yeah. each person gets about like three times the amount of of interaction that they would with like a normal character. So. Yeah, he mm-hmm. gives each kid a haircut, oddly. <laughs> 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 Whether they want it or not, <laughs> yeah. it gets I didn't really even know loud. That, that was part of Santa's traditional yeah. shtick. <laughs> <laughs> you get your Chris, Christmas crew cut. <laughs> now that Christmas tree thing reminds me of the um, Easter egg, a chocolate Easter egg displays they have at the Grand Floridian at Easter Those time. So they cool. have, I don't know, there's maybe fifty different. Yeah. Ones, but all these chefs design different themed uh, Easter eggs, and they're different every year. That's pretty cool, and it's free. They're just in the lobby of the Grand Floridian Hotel. Oh, yeah. They're very elaborate and cool, too. I think mm-hmm. they have some kind of little competition amongst the chefs where the, the cast members vote on what their favorites were. Yeah. It's very cool. And I will tell you this from experience. You're not allowed to eat them. You will be kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They also, in, during the Christmas holidays, several of those resorts have, um, I think it's most of the deluxe resorts now, have some kind of Christmas display that involves a large, either a gingerbread house or a, ginger, is a gingerbread carousel at the yeah, carousels beach at the club. Yacht Club or Beach Yacht Club. Beach, yep. No. Uh, Yacht Club has, that, uh, has a train set. Oh, that's right. And the carousel is over at Beach. This year was the first year they did... Uh, a gingerbread log cabin at Wilderness Lodge. Mm-hmm. That's always fun to see. The one at yeah, those the, are pretty amazing. The one at Grand Floridian also has a hot chocolate stand in the. Yeah, it's a little shop in there. Yeah, like yeah, yeah on yeah, the yeah, back the on the. I was gonna say yeah, they sell shingle gingerbread shingles. Yeah, who would want that? Shingles is very painful. Uh, yes. Hey, don't, don't pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you guys ever uh, gone fishing at Walt Disney World? No, I wanted to when fishing. we were at uh, when we were at um, I can't Port Orleans stand for... fishing. It seems boring. <laughs> it well, it's it's some would say boring, some would say relaxing. I'd say somewhere True. in between, but you yeah, know. Um, yeah, you can do it. There's two different ways you can do it. Uh, you can do um, a guided excursion with a boat out in a uh, Village Lake or Crescent Lake, and then you can do what I've done, and I guess. Uh, is the easiest way, which is to do dockside fishing in Port Orleans River. I've seen that, and I've seen people doing it, and it's kind of like the the poles yeah, look cute. like a 
look like a stick. Yeah, you get the whole style uh, reed poles. Yeah. yeah, cane pole. I, yeah. When I think people are doing it for photo ops, which is a cute, cute photo op to get your little fella out there or your oh, little yeah. kid out there in some overalls or whatever. The ones I saw were two little boys with overalls and their cane poles. And that's Aww. a that's, that's a quaint, cute kind of setting that's for that. Cute and it's pre- It is pretty. The grounds of Port Orleans Riverside are gorgeous. Yeah. You can't keep the fish, but let's be honest, you don't want to. No, thank you. Dear God, don't do anything with those fish. Fun fun fact, uh, when Disneyland opened, or when Tom Sawyer Island on Disneyland opened for a while, you could go fishing off the dock there. And Tom Sawyer was there, and he would put put a worm on your pole for you nice. and they would let you they would let you take the fish home oh. you catch a fish they would wrap it up in newspaper for you and you could mm. take it on home yeah, stick people it in on your the, backpack people the on the plane next to you love that Ew. was this before child labor laws and well, they this had like, was a, like a, a child playing yeah. yeah they had like an actual <laughs> well it was free but you had to help whitewash his fence <laughs> you can still go canoeing at disneyland yeah. From Tom Sawyer Island, right? Which they, that was on hold for a while while they were building Galaxy's Edge, but it's back up and running now. Yeah, they had yeah. part of the uh, river drained, so you couldn't do it. And I always wondered, is that real canoeing or is that on a track? It seems like a liability it's, issue. It's real. It looks it's real, real yeah. and it looks not fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> they jammed like 12 people in the canoe and... And, and you then, have to paddle. And then they you make don't just you get to work. enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, 4,000 to... people are watching you do this. Like, left, right. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> it was a simpler time. We have mm-hmm. rented boats at Walt Disney World. At um, They have Those a water little mice. marinas. Yes, they're so fun. At Grand Floridian, Polynesian, and Wilderness Lodge. And the Contemporary, Contemporary as well. Yeah. yeah. And that is super fun. You can go way out into Bay Lake and all around in the Seven Seas Lagoon in front of the Magic Kingdom. It's a ton of fun. I've always wanted to do. I I remember being a kid and on the Disney Channel, they would do these short little specials about the parks and they highlighted those little water mice. And I've always wanted to do those boats. You have to be 12 years old to to drive it yourself. Can you be older than twelve? Um, you can be older, no. older than twelve. Yes, oh, okay. minimum of twelve. Minimum of twelve years old to drive Maximum your own. Three hundred pounds. Yeah, <laughs> and it's about. Uh, I think it's about thirty dollars an hour, somewhere around yeah, something there. Something like that. Thirty, thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you have littler kids, they can they can be in with in the they can't drive, but they can be in with an adult. We just did it recently when our youngest turned twelve, and it turns out he's a daredevil, and was. <laughs> flying in that thing at top speeds and driving through other people's wake to catch a little bit of air. It was kind of terrifying for me watching him. We each had our own little boat. It was a ton of fun. That sounds fun. Did they discontinue parasailing in Bay Lake? They did. Yeah. Yeah. That was recent, maybe within the last year or so. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I remember it happening. uh, Because the water skiing also. Yeah. Yeah, that used to be one of those coupons for a discount you got with your package. I kind of always wanted to do that, parasailing over the, you know, yeah. over the yeah, Magic Kingdom. Cool. It seems like a good spot to do it because you get a cool view up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going in that water for any reason whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's why. That. When they used to dunk your legs and then an alligator bit someone's legs off. <gasps> I like my brain. Good. I don't need amoeba to yeah, set up shop. <laughs> nope. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, speaking of those magical extras, I was, I just wanted to talk about those. Like 
How, what percentage of people do you think actually take advantage of those uh, freebies and like the mini golf? My yeah. clients zero. I don't think I yeah, have ever I had any did. clients say that they took any opportunities for those. So. We've done the mini yeah. golf, and I and it's fun. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't know, if you have a, a package at Walt Disney World, you, you get a free round of mini golf. Use it if you got the mm-hmm. time. Because yeah. Winter Summerland like is a lot of fun. Uh, Fantasia Gardens is is desperately in need of a refurb. It's, is that the one that's real near the Swan and Dolphin and yeah. all that right in front of that yep. road? Yeah. It looks yeah, like they haven't rough. touched it in maybe since the mid eighties. I mean, it's, it's not good. <laughs> I never did that, but we always took shorter trips, like four day, maybe five day trips where I was park, 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 park. And I never mm-hmm. had that kind of time, but I would think a lot of the UK visitors that come on mm-hmm, holidays and they come, they come for 10 days or two weeks or something. That's the oh, yeah. kind of relaxing trip where you can do more of that stuff or the water parks. Or, I've never we've been done to that any over of the, the holidays. Parks, the, uh, what is when we've done the, the mini golf when we're not really looking to be in the parks all the time, just kind of mm-hmm. enjoying the resorts. Water parks. They're the, the two water parks are good too. Yeah. I've only been to I'm each sure of them amazing. once, but I'm not a water park person. So it's not at the yeah, top of my either. list. Yeah. They're trying to push. Um, is it Typhoon Lagoon that has the glow H2O glow night? Typhoid in the summer? Lagoon. Typhoid, typhoid Lagoon. No, typhoid Mary Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass. Yeah, they've started doing that, and I guess it's it's been relatively a big hit because they they brought it back again. Mm-hmm. So. Is it like cosmic bowling for water parks? Yeah, yeah. kind of lighting effects and is it with, a, with a Toy it's Story a theme. Well, don't they have a? They open a bar for the adults. Oh. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. yeah. Let's get drunk Jeff's and drown. That's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Send your kids into the wave pool in the dark. Drinking while you drink. and wave pooling sounds perfect. Just look at mommy's glow cube. Just find me with the glow they cube. Always, I'll be over here. They always have uh, a bar available at the water parks, right? That's like a. Well, it, this is like a special adults only area that the kids are not allowed. And it's, it oh. is kind of like a little <laughs> rave for the adults during just during glow. Clothing glow optional, I hope. Hey, I don't. Mm. Nothing says that, adults but. only rave like a Disney water park. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of um, fireworks cruise type things that you can do, too, that are pretty cool at Epcot and uh, yeah, out in front of Magic Kingdom. We did one several years ago. My family and Heather's family and another family that was down with us did the pontoon boats that pick up at Yacht Club, and they take a leisurely stroll down the river around. to, to um, Hollywood Studios and back, and tell you about the hotels and the different things on the thing there. And then they come back and pull just barely into the uh, lagoon there at Epcot. And you're just right under the fireworks show. It's pretty cool. Right. You kind of park right there by uh, under the bridge between France and England. That's going to be great when Harmonious starts, I bet. I wonder if they'll still do it because they're talking about much more of that lake being taken up with Mm -hmm. show. Yeah, that's true. You're not really very far into the lagoon, though. So they logistically, I bet they still could do it. Yeah, I hope they do. We also did once as a. a company outing with our leadership team. We did the yacht rental from the Grand Floridian. Mm, it's called the Grand that was One. Decadent. It's so good. <laughs> it's you can fit up to eighteen people on it. It's a fifty 
two-foot Sea Ray Sedan Bridge yacht. Hmm. And they do private cruises out on Bay Lake and the Seven Seas Lagoon Fourth. It's about $399 per hour. We did it for 32 hours. Yeah. (laughs) You can add on butler service and private dining. I was going to say, there's a meal that... Yeah, you have to add. That's extra. I think it came with basic snacks. Mm -hmm. It did, yeah. If you want to add on alcohol or more than just the basic snacks, that's extra. And can you bring on your own alcohol or no? No, we had to. We had to buy it from them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then at the end of it, they they pull up in front of the Magic Kingdom for the fireworks, and they have the audio from Happily Ever After piped into the yacht. So that was. It was very cool. It was a lot that of fun. That was excellent. It was freezing when we did it, but it was It was really cold. cold. It was like <laughs> but January they pulled out, they had blankets for us and I yeah. mean it's a it's a legit yacht. There are cabins down below and there's a bathroom. <laughs> That's crazy. It's pretty cool. Have you seen that they have one now basically like for kids, the fireworks cruise for kids? No. It's the, what's this so one? it's a Pirates and Pals fireworks. Oh yeah. Voyage. Yeah, so you start at the Contemporary with, like, a dessert party for the kids and, like, Captain Hook's there Mm -hmm. and Smee. And then they load you all up on a boat. And apparently all the cast members are playing pirates the whole time. And then they... Yeah, and is is one of the... Is one of the characters on the boat with you or just the cast member? Or was it, like, Peter Pan is on the boat? Peter Pan. Yeah. It's... Well, yeah, they say that... Smee and... Yeah, they say Captain Hook and Smee and Peter Pan is one of those characters where it's like, you might get to meet him, so they're never going to guarantee that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. I've always Um, seen Captain Hook and Smee... Yeah. Leading the kids through the They can throw anybody the into those yeah. uh, costumes, but it takes a special face person to do Peter. That's true. <laughs> I always they also have during the, oh, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they have during the day, they have a pirate adventure cruise for the kids, too, where yeah. you, you throw your kids. Uh, yeah, and that's with kids them. only, right? The parents yeah, are, yeah, are not allowed to do that. You drop them one. off, and they take them on like a scavenger hunt. They tell them pirate stories, and they. Yeah. Search for hidden treasure. It's a two-hour. There's a couple of places that do that, isn't there? There's one from that leaves from Caribbean Beach. That's Grand Floridian. And and Grand Floridian Uh, is another one, right? Yeah, I didn't know they had a second one. I think they uh, have one at Caribbean Beach. Yeah, my sister-in-law put her oldest kid in that uh, pirate thing while I forget she and her husband went and got massage or something while they were doing that (laughs) at the Grand Floridian. Like that's perfect. Yeah, he loved it. He had the time of his life out there. Uh, yeah, one's, one's from Caribbean Beach and one is from Yacht and Beach Club Marina. Ah, cool. Have you guys ever ridden in, rid, ridden in the mm-hmm. amphicars? No, no, but I, I want always, to. I never yeah, remember I to do that until I'm like to. passing through there on my way to something else I have to do. Well, we'll have to do it next time we're in. Disney I want to wear my captain's hat and ride in a car in the water. Yes, as, please. As one does. And we're like, sir, but you're not the captain. Yeah, but I'm wearing the hat. But I I'm have the, the captain hats. now. <laughs> I'm captain now. <laughs> We have well, three of us on this on this week's podcast have done high tea at the Grand Floridian. <laughs> so <laughs> fancy! I made I made Jess and Jeff join me for tea, and it was delightful. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was not was excited awesome. about that, but it he was not. But awesome. <laughs> we had fun. It's the, you know this serve you. This little, is a recur- little recurring sandwiches. theme on this show. Yes, or <laughs> <laughs> things are fun if you just give them a if try. You just try. Yeah. The chocolate tea was amazing. That, that Is that what you had? Chocolate yeah, tea? Yeah, that chocolate flavored tea. It was insane. So, it was yeah. fun, yeah. It's just like, I love finding those little extra things that not maybe everybody knows about that you can add on to your experience at one of the parks. There's yeah. a lot of those things at the resorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, our other friend Emily was there with us at the at the high tea, and she was a little cold, so the, the server was fun. He brought over about 12 of their pink pretty napkins. Yes. Tied them all together for him and made like <laughs> made a, a shawl, shawl for her, <laughs> yeah. cover, cover her shoulders. And then the uh, the teapots themselves had like a velvet cozy on them. A tea cozy, I love make, that. Make for a nice fez if you want a, a good photo opportunity. Uh, there may there be a, a photograph of Jeff wearing a tea cozy on his head. Yeah. There were a lot of more pissy types that were in the restaurant when we were, and they I don't think they loved as much fun as we were having. But we, we had, had a lot of fun. <laughs> you were pissing off the princesses. Yes, yes. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they also do a tea, a, a princess tea there where yeah. you get a really expensive doll is included. Yeah. That one, That's a little girl one? Just for little girls, yeah. And they, they get a doll that's I, a, a really expensive, like, American It's like equivalent of American quality. girl doll. Yeah. yeah. That one is much more expensive than the tea that we Made did. Made in China. And they get a yeah, tiara. It's like 200 and, something bucks. Yeah, get, I think yeah, it's two to three hundred dollars. And an autograph book and a fancy pen. And mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of stuff to yeah. get them, but it's crazy. Yeah, there's one like that at the um, what's the restaurant in the Grand California? Napa Rose. Napa Rose. Yeah. A that's princess where they move the princess. It's like three hundred dollars now. They'll read Oof. you stories and show you how to make things. Like, yeah, that that yeah, one's intense. Yeah. 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 Doesn't Grand Floridian also have a, a Alice in Wonderland tea that they do for the little kids? They did. They I'm not to? sure whether they still yeah. do that one. At some point they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll always come up with new stuff to try to spread the crowds out and take your mm-hmm. money. Yeah. <laughs> I want to try the cake decorating class at Amaret's Ooh. in Disney Springs. Oh, that looks cool. have a cake eating and then you can eat your cake that you decorated. Yes. I'll decorate it for you and then y'all can eat it. Is it like one of those little mini cakes that they have? Yes. Or? Yeah, there's oh, the little cute. dome cakes. Those are great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Can those I work dome the, cakes are delicious. I want to work the sprinkles ATM. Maybe I could do that on the Ultimate <laughs> Dreams tour. Ooh. And be the guy Can on I the other side of the wall. Yeah. Oh, you're Hand chilling the magic. <laughs> Eva, you've been sprinkling on the guests there for years. <laughs> <laughs> that flight of passage ride, you know. <laughs> um, they also do uh, painting painting classes. I keep wanting resorts, to right? do that and it never lines up with my plans. What, normally have at the resorts? Certain days. Mm-hmm. The resort <laughs> stuff uh, is great. I mean, they do things like tie-dye shirts at Pop. Yeah. They do yeah. all kinds of art classes, animation classes at Art of Animation. I know for stuff. sure Boardwalk and Yacht have the painting mm-hmm. thing and it's yeah. only like every Thursday afternoon at one of them and Friday afternoon at the other or something like that. Didn't hmm. One of the new ones have it too. I thought the was it Destino or like Riviera. Oh, maybe yeah, Riviera. I think that wouldn't surprise and even, me. Even the resorts do like when it's a rainy day, they put out like little craft activities for the kids to do and stuff. There's yeah. always things going mm-hmm. on around the resorts. Yeah. Movie nights always. Yeah. We free. could have a whole discussion on just non park trips. Put that on the I list. I think we Dan. will. I think it's we just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else anyone has on their on their list? No, I've already spent uh, $34,000 in my head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this. we've got a bucket list of things we're yeah. going to go try and I've report back. I've got a big to-do list. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. World well, of dreams. If people were interested in this, I wish there was a way they could do it. Mm-hmm. Well, conveniently, there is. If, uh, Tell us. If, if you've got a big to-do list, too, after this episode, you can head on over to 
Key to the World Travel, www.keytotheworldtravel.com, and uh, ask one of their expert travel planners for uh, for some more information about these experiences and find out how you can uh, experience it for yourself. Uh, also, remember to head over to themeparkprofessor.com for all the latest theme park news and planning trips and planning trips more like planning, planning tips tips, <sighs> tips for planning tip. trips i was doing so well <laughs> Ooh, just thanks for coming back again this week and uh tell a friend about how much fun you had with us and we'll see you again next week goodbye Bye, everybody y'all. don't take, go to flows <laughs> take some time and hug a quokka yes <laughs> It's time to close this week's gathering of the Gold Key Adventurer Society. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in. If you want to become a member of our band of explorers, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and review, won't you? We'll be eternally grateful. It helps other adventurers find us and helps us grow our show. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold key adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the world travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.